0: Yeah, girl. I don't know why I said girl. It could be a guy. I don't know. It could be be anybody. Welcome to the show. Mm. Shout out to my dude, Jake Over. So uh, all all the new music you're hearing on the the show, on this episode, on every episode, is from my man, Jake Over. He's a, a music producer. He makes his own beats. And I hit Jake up and I was like, dude, I need something new for the podcast. I want to shake it up a little bit. Would you uh, throw some beats my way, and I'll show you some love. And he hooked me up with tons of awesome uh, beats that he's produced himself. So uh, this one's called Slippers. I love this jam. This is Jake Over. So if you're looking for a music producer, if you're looking for somebody to do uh, you know, your music for you, like if you're a hip-hop artist, an electronic artist, whatever you do, man, Jake Over. Find him on Facebook. Um... You find him on Facebook, right? I think that's the best place to get a hold of him. Jake, if you're listening to this, what's the best way to get a hold of you, bro? (laughs) Because if people are looking for what you do, uh, I hope they can find you and take a listen because he's the man. So uh, it's funny enough that this podcast, I kick it off starting to talk about music because this episode is all about music with my man, Rue Moyer. So this is kind of a first of its kind for the podcast. We're going to, on this episode... Rue's going to come in, he's, he's a musician, we're going to talk music, he's going to play some of his original songs, we're also going to talk about a bunch of random stuff, the stuff that I would just have in the podcast normally, get in a conversation, going with somebody, find out what they're all about. Uh, Rue has an interesting story, he's traveled all over the country, all over the world, lived in China for, uh, I believe, almost a decade, and, and has a really cool story to tell, in that and his travels... Have brought along a lot of the influences in his music and have changed his life. So, and plus, he's putting together a new organization called Create One Four. I live in the 814, that is our area code in Pennsylvania. So, uh, he's trying to create one four with a whole crew of people uh, like Sarah Vogel and Stephanie Height and uh, Jen Rivnack, people you've heard on this podcast in the past. So, we're gonna talk to Rue in just a second, but first, let's shout out to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, so Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Right now, if you use the discount code ROBZ, either you walk in at 320 Allegheny Street or you go to the App Store, Google Play, use the code word ROBZ, you get one month free toward a six-month or a year membership. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Yoga has changed my life. It's changed my body, and I I cannot recommend yoga enough to everybody out there. So uh, HPY, Harlequin Pepper Yoga is Vinyasa Yoga, rooted in science, focusing on functional movement and anatomical alignment. Shout out to Juice, that's J-O-O-S, which, in a matter of fact, is right down the street from Harlequin Pepper Yoga, uh, 517 Allegheny Street. J-O-O-S, the Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram, so, number one, yoga puts your body in, in, in the right place, right? It kind of fixes what's going wrong inside of you, but also that's what Juice does. Janet Juice uh, makes cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls and bone broth, uh, hot soups, raw vegan baked goods, and so much more. She's awesome at what she does. What she does. She's incredible, so I, I love to highlight her, and uh, not the fact that she's just a sponsor, but the fact that she's doing something healthy for human beings. Which I think is super important. And uh, speaking of doing healthy things for human human beings, that's also what Trade Secrets is all about. Uh, you can find Steph and Andy, their business, Secrets and Trade on Facebook, or Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. So uh, what they do is they make body care products, but they make them all natural. Everything that is in their store is researched in-house and developed in-house. So they have like tubs and tubs of coconut oil and it's like a mad science laboratory in the back but in a good way the way that could kind of help your body sugar scrubs, bath bars, whip body butters lip balms, body lotions don't say chapstick around them say lip balms because that's what the real deal is chapstick's a brand name fool's I didn't mean to call you a fool I apologize but I love what trade secrets does so i got to shout them out, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Rue Moyer, my dude, is about ready to get on this episode, so let's get on with it.
1: This is Rob Z Radio.
0: All right, welcome to Rob Z Radio. Rue Moyer's in the house. Hey there. What's up? How you doing?
2: I'm I <laughs> Nice. How you doing? I'm not doing
0: too bad, man. (laughs) Nice to have you in here, dude. This is great. So uh, the first episode of It's Kind. It's going to be a conversation mixed with music. Uh, You've been playing music for over a decade, making music. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful music. Uh,
2: Not all of it, but sometimes sometimes it comes out all right. (laughs) On occasion.
0: Um, And I I guess to start this off, you're doing a series down at the Clay Cup that you've helped put together.
2: What is that called? It's called the Written Here series.
0: The Written Here series. And uh, so... The idea was we're going to have you come in and kick this thing off. Then once a month, we're going to have musicians come in, play a little bit, talk a little bit. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, So I am Rue Moyer Mm -hmm. and originally from Altoona. Grew up here, was born in Silver Spring, Maryland. But I grew up here and uh, went to Altoona High, was a football player, loved all the Disney movies. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> blending. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but all right, we'll roll with it. I know.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like Aladdin was my was like one of my all time oh, favorite yeah. movies. I love Aladdin. You know, I knew every word and every song and all that. And I didn't realize how much I loved art and music through high school. And then uh, my senior year, I finished, I finished football, and we had a stellar year of football. And I was a fullback, and it was all that. It was really cool. And then I just wanted to try out for the spring musical, so I tried out for. Uh, it was called Little Labner, which is like a, a really old play yeah and uh i got the lead part and i had never done anything i never signed i wasn't in musical i wasn't none of that it wasn't part of my life but i just fit the part really well and i could sing well enough at the time yeah to like pull it off at least in the eyes of the director she did you, started
0: did you catch any flack going from uh football to <laughs> well, being in school plays like
2: i mean you know some some of the guys gave me some grief but yeah it turns out that we had about five or six people from the football team get into the musical and be part <laughs> really? of it. Yeah, like Brad Kissel, who's now a, vet, a veterinarian out in, uh, uh, you know, towards Hollidaysburg when you're heading out that way. Um, sorry, Brad, I forget the name of your <laughs> your thing. Your vet. Clinic. Just look him up. <clears throat> Just look him up, Brad Kissel. Kissel. Yeah. So we had a lot of people that joined it because of it, and it was there was a whole news article done on it, and. Uh, carol donison was still around then and she did a whole like three piece three minute piece on the deal it was like a big deal it was cool
0: that's cool man <laughs> so you brought everybody else on board yeah, all the other like, players i
2: kind of i kind of created that bridge it was fun
0: that's awesome uh so then you 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 ended up going to college not for music no for uh <laughs> philosophy but history and history yeah okay and then <laughs> ended up moving to china china where did that all come into play
2: So I was a philosophy and history major and I studied ancient history, ancient philosophy from like Western civilization. And I, I studied abroad my junior year in Cyprus, um, for a half a year and I traveled all through Europe. Cool. And during that I discovered yoga. I was practicing, uh, power vinyasa yoga and it spoke to me in a way that Western logic never could. Mm. So I was immediately interested in Asian culture. And I graduated and it just, one thing led to another and I was teaching a summer ESL camp and my group were Chinese students. This was up at Lock Haven. I went to school at Lycoming College and they're not too far apart. And the chaperone was like, we think you'd be really good in China, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, they're not hiring at the philosophy company right now. So (laughs) I'll jump on board and head to China. A month later I was in Shenzhen. Crazy. That's wild, man. Couldn't speak any, any Chinese.
0: That's so cool that yoga took you on that road. It just. Are you still in yoga? Are You still doing yoga?
2: Not not super actively, but um, all of the approaches of yoga and like spiritual approach to problems or issues or whatever are a major part of who I am.
0: What do you mean by that?
2: Uh, just, you know, for example, like Taoism. Um, you know, one thing that sticks out with me is like water. When water hits a rock, it doesn't go through it; it goes around it. Yeah. You know, and like trying to. But in the end, it still wears it down. Like, it still deals with the problem. Um, something like that as an example. And I try to, I, instead of being super logical, like, oh, because this happens and this happens, then I'm going to do this. I, I try to feel it out and vibe it out and be open to the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Totally open to the... You like water, man. like just water, man. So cool. <laughs> but
0: that's... All, is that what Bruce Lee practiced Taoism? Is that what he always talked about? The water, right? Be like the water. And I, I, I never understood that for the longest time. Uh, and not too long ago, it hit me. It was like, oh, right. Water can go anywhere mm. because water can form to anything, anything. It, whether it's internally forming to it or bending around it. Any crack and crevice, like water's going to get through. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's what that means. So,
2: and it's... What? Water in its physical form will adapt to any environment, and yeah. then if it gets too hot, it turns into air and gas. Damn, goes up and then comes does back it down. Does. Yeah, comes a thundercloud and then comes back down. So it never, it never, it changes shape without ever losing its essence. Wow, it's pretty powerful.
0: That space. is powerful. Is that Taoism, <laughs> as in like a? I
2: think that's part of it. It's also Kung Fu has a lot of um, Chinese philosophy built into it and there's a lot of different schools of thought I'm not a master in any of them mm-hmm. or hardly even a pupil enough to be dangerous and I, yeah I mean I can't beat up Bruce Lee <laughs> you know with my mind
0: well he's dead so I mean it's <laughs> not really, um that's that's cool though because I've, I've been in the yoga now for a couple of years and it's been I, I was a weightlifter for the longest time so going into yoga was just exactly what I needed yet what most people will never get into right they just won't right. go that route well that yeah and when you do, you're like, oh, you but need this with that. You need both. You do. Like, it's so powerful.
2: And I was I was a, a fullback in college or high school and played some college football. And I used to be, like, twice as big and all that. And, and I remember when I got to college and I was getting off the football train. I was just like, I don't want to carry that weight around anymore. So I started not lifting so heavily anymore. And then I discovered yoga, which was Opening me up.
0: <laughs> opening me up to the world. Your mind and your body.
2: Oh, all the things. All the
0: things, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> so many things were open. They were all open.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you ended up going to China. China. And what year was that?
2: 2007. Okay. It's uh, August 28th that I arrived. Wow.
0: Okay. And that's right around the time you started music. So you, did you start music before you were in China? So
2: it all started with the musical is when I really started getting into it. I yeah. Can, I but you weren't playing, playing guitar. You know, or anything. I, I tried a couple times and I, I failed miserably. So anybody out there that's tried a, a handful of times and not done well, that's normal. Just keep um, failing until you get it right. Keep, keep that's it's, the truth, though. It's all about the attempts. Yeah. Um, so keep. Uh, so I I, tr- I started then, and then I was a I was in a touring choir when I was in college. We traveled around Europe and around the U.S. performing. It was really cool. I was a tenor one, which is like the high. Um. Because I was. Because I was trying to impress my high school girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, that was in the musical with me, she really loved you um, and McGregor <laughs> from uh, Moulin Rouge and his yeah, high voice. So yeah. like, I wanted to emulate that. I'm naturally like a tenor too, okay, or like a little lower because you can hear my speaking voice, but yeah, it was great because it helped me develop the. Yeah, I was gonna range. say it didn't
0: seem like you would be a tenor. No, yeah, but
2: I've developed a big range because of.
0: Because you're trying to impress your girlfriend. I was trying to
2: impress. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: trying to
0: be Ewan, Ewan McGregor. That's really the basic, uh, the basis uh, of it all.
2: Yeah, Moulin Rouge. Yeah.
0: Moulin so Rouge, yeah,
2: I graduated. I graduated, and I was I had tried to play guitar a few times, and I I graduated. I was living with a girlfriend at the time, and she had a guitar, and I was like, oh, I'll try one more time, and I picked it up, and I started learning like "Peaceful, Easy Feeling" by the Eagles. Okay. And it just worked, and I was like, whoa. I, I kind of get this, and then and then it just I just got to China and I was like, well, I can either like spend all my time learning Chinese, or I can learn music. And I was like, well, I'm here in China. I'm going to learn Chinese anyway. Yeah, through like, osmosis, it's going to happen. Through osmosis, but if I don't focus on music, then I won't learn music. So I started focusing on music. And
0: is China? This might be an ignorant question. I don't know. Is it known for music? Is there, is there a lot of music in China? I assume there would be, but like, is yeah. that? Was that something that stood out when you went there? No, it wasn't like
2: I was inspired because of the music that was going on. And I was like, oh, I want to be part of this. Um, There is a lot of music in China. There's a lot of Asian style music, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily very rhythmic or like rock and roll is usually not rock and roll, but just Western music. Yeah. It has a particular groove that you can get into. Chinese music is a lot more open Mm. and it's more like learning phrase by phrase. I don't like it, <laughs> but uh, but it works well for a lot of people.
0: Is there any Chinese musician that like the world knows? I, I'm racking my brain trying to think of like who I would.
2: Yeah, there's one that's like a Taiwanese slash LA guy. His name is. Uh oh, I'm blanking big time.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Gangnam Style, but that's South Korea.
2: That's Korean, yeah. Wang Lee Hom is, okay. is fairly well known throughout world not necessarily in Altoona Pennsylvania <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah <laughs>
0: but other places that are a bit places, more cultured yeah, than we are well. well the good thing is this podcast the the live video uh, reaches anywhere right anybody can watch this yeah. so it's not just locked down we are we're in Altoona Pennsylvania that's where the, the studio is set up and that's where Rue and I are from um, but I, that's the, that's the part I love about this is that anybody could catch it anybody could hear it yeah. and get something out of it that's the cool part too is music conversation uh, as long as you speak the language and uh, can translate to anybody in any situation doesn't matter mm. that's the part i've always found most powerful especially when it comes to music a song can mean a million different things to a million different people and, and even to the person who made it right yeah
2: yeah and, and in different times like sometimes a song will mean a certain thing to you and then two years later you don't you're not in that same emotional place so it's more of a memory then it's not it doesn't have the same therapy that it had maybe when you wrote it. Right. Or the same pain or the same joy.
0: But it could be for somebody else who hears but it. it could
2: be for somebody else. And that's kind of the value of sharing stuff. Yeah.
0: Is, I mean... You're putting yourself out there.
2: Putting yourself out there and and you don't always have to feel the same way you did when you wrote the song. You let it speak to other people and sometimes you do that really well and you become super famous. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you make some people happy, like... Most most songwriters and performers will tell you if there's one person in the audience that is really listening, it's better than a crowd of a hundred that are kind of like whatever. That's yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, they could care less. Yeah, cause, that's true, man. I mean, that, I feel that with that, with anything right. really. If you can touch, if you can get one person fully engaged or like hit them with something, then that's that's worth it. So yeah. I mean, that's that goes with music. With I think of podcasting whenever I think about stuff like that, or just like being able to whatever's inside of you putting it out there. One person connects with that, then you did your job, right? Yeah. And especially since you're connecting with it, so it's your thing, number one. So you're getting something out of it. Right. If somebody else gets something out of it. That's like an added benefit.
2: Yeah. You know, it's therapy first, and then maybe it's something else after that.
0: Yeah. Do you want to hit us with something? Do you want to? Yeah. So we're gonna play a couple songs while we're uh, talking live, and we're doing all original music. So that almost fell on you. I say I just <laughs> saved. I saved everything right there. Save the day. With one slight hand. <laughs> I was motion. gonna
2: start with a sad one, but I think I'll start with a. A happy one instead so that I don't bum everyone out.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So what is this? This song
2: is called uh, Painted by Hand. When did you write it? Uh, About a week and a half ago. (laughs) All right. I've been on a writing spell the last couple weeks. And this is kind of an amalgamation of different feelings that I've had throughout my life as well as just general appreciation for another human being.
0: Can you refrain from big words like amalgamation? (laughs) Because I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm trying we're to gonna th- amalgamize. I it. don't want to learn anything, Davis. <laughs> That's not my goal.
2: Yeah, this is called Painted by Hand. And it's really cool because I just had a video made. I performed for the Written Here series, which we can jump into after I play. But um, I played for that, which is an all-original music series. And I played this song, and I actually had a video made mm. of this song. So it's really cool. I'm going to be putting it up online later today. It got pro- processed. It was created by...
0: So wait, um, you wrote this... A week and a half ago, and it was already a video made yeah, for it. Yeah, you know you guys wow, get it
2: done. Moving fast. Okay, gotta get it done. Cool. You know, so um their videos coming out in um it was produced by Adaptive Co. Um and Charlie McClanahan and Josiah something. <laughs> Shout
0: out to <laughs> really you. Really cool guys. Josiah They're something.
2: Bedford based, really people that are really trying to do a lot in the community, do great work. Um, Adaptive
0: so, Co. Yeah, Cool. okay. I think That's what it's called. <laughs> I suck it's with like, names. Somebody leave it on Facebook Live. Write a comment.
2: I'll, I'll be tagging them. Yeah, so. make sure. So this is called Painted by Hand and it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Just so everybody out there knows, I play the uh, I play the hi-hat with my left foot and I play the drum with my right foot and then yeah, I, loop, I loop.
0: I'm not doing anything. I just want to <laughs> let you guys know I'm not doing anything over here. There's no work being done on my side.
2: It's, it's all live. So it's part of my one man band thing.
3: Pretty as a picture painted by hand, lovely as the summer is long. Open up your kindness to anyone who cares, harmony in a beautiful song. Don't need to second guess yourself. Your heart is as true as it comes. Humility in every breath. Girl, I'm lucky. Streets soft and warm. One more bite is never enough. Yet strong as a coffee, freshly poured. Together they can perk you right up. Don't need to second guess yourself. Girl, your heart is as true as they come. Humility in every breath. You do, and your joy fills the spaces and all of the places your feet can find the way into Don't need to second guess yourself, cause your heart is as true as they come. Humility in every
0: dude i love that that was good
2: it's a really cool vibe song
0: yeah it feels really a great good. summer song yeah. dude so uh, I, <laughs> that would be super difficult and i've seen other musicians do it but to do the the snare to do the kick drum
2: like how are you doing that all in your head uh, the hardest part actually the hardest part is the hardest part is getting the looper pressing the looper button to record yeah, and keeping everything in time. Yeah. Like going back and forth um, and then turning it on again and then waiting and then... Um, it's one of those things that's like... It all flows together. So I, I learned everything individually. I learned the guitar first and then I learned how to play... This is actually a Cajun, so it's like... What do they call it? A Cajun? Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was made in the Philippines, is where it started. And it's just a beat. It's a beat box. It's a box for making percussion acoustically. Yeah, Super popular in in China, where there are a lot of Philippine musicians and a lot of nightclubs where I lived in Shenzhen. And uh, so I started playing it there. And I was like, so I had the guitar, and then I could sing. And then I was playing this. And then I was doing this and singing with somebody else that was playing guitar. And then I've learned drums here and there. And then just about six months ago, when I came back from California, I started trying this and it was really easy for me. Mm. Well, I mean, easy enough.
0: Right. Because that's a lot. You have a lot going on, like all at one time. Yeah. So, I mean, to keep just to balance that in your brain, to keep the rhythm. That's the one thing I've always had difficulty with was like keeping rhythm is, is difficult. I think my brain's kind of broken where I'll hear something <laughs> a second from everybody else. Like I always hear it like off a little bit. So yeah. I, I could never... I've tried to like sync up with people and I'm like, I don't know, man. I think my brain just works differently. Then I saw something that said that's actually true. Some people's brains are like a few seconds off when it comes to rhythm or something. I just assumed that was me.
2: That could be, I mean, that could be a (laughs) legit thing because there are plenty of people that never move to the rhythm I've yeah seen that.
0: like i hear things differently now <laughs> that's dan- cool dancing sometimes i think i can whatever i'm not even gonna get into it but like <laughs> what were we doing in california so how did this come together that you were out there
2: uh so i came back from china in 2014 and i was here i was actually joined the air force and i was gonna be an air traffic controller <laughs> this really? Is a, this is a long story to get to why I was in California. <laughs> so you were, came out, you left China and left were like, China. I'm going to be an air traffic I controller. I was in China for eight years and I was, I had started a business over there, a music event production company and putting on festivals of like 1,000, 3,000, 5,000 people, organizing Handfuls of open mics and open stages, and just building community around music with the international and the Chinese crowd that was in Shenzhen, which was 20 million people.
0: So it's a very diverse. Very diverse. Yeah.
2: Like massively transient. People coming and going all the time. I had seven groups of good friends that I had to say goodbye to over the years. Anyway,
0: <laughs> did you did you learn a lot of Chinese while you were there, or like how yeah. you were cool? Like you were.
2: I can go out and talk with Nicole outside right now in Chinese. Oh, awesome. So we can. I'm not fluent, and my my tone is ironically as a musician, it's not very good. Tone is in Chinese. You have four tones in Mandarin. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, in ah. Uh. Okay. It's four tones, and you can say the same tā tā four different ways, and it means something different. Did you take any
0: classes to learn, no. you just kind of like picked it up as you were there? Yeah, that's incredible. Got
2: some books and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Not really. I'm not that. It's not that good. It's
0: pretty cool, though. I mean. <laughs> i've been in pennsylvania my whole life so it's pretty cool just let hey, it all right it's just cool. let it be it's cool. <laughs> all right it's, it, i'm baller what can I
2: say, so uh, california right yeah so uh, the reason i gave that backstory and that preface was because i came back after eight years abroad and i was a little bit i was i just needed a break from 20 million people city massive awesome you know cutting edge all the time sure came back to rest up a little bit, and join the Air Force as a means of security. Because I'd been gone for eight years. I'd never been an adult in the U.S., and I was a little concerned. I was like, uh, how do I adult? How do I, how do I adult here?
0: <laughs> right. What am I going to do to adult here? Plus, you get free <laughs> broom and board kind of stuff, too. Is that what you're thinking? Well,
2: yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, that helps out. How am I going to adult here? And I have a family. I have a wife and a daughter, so it wasn't like. yeah. So we came back. I joined the Air Force. They went back to China. I waited four months to get my job which was air traffic controller and then i waited two more months with until july to go into the air force and then i found out i have a medical condition that and they were like Oh well, thanks but no thanks so they sent me home
0: <laughs> but you still had a job did you still, the air no? Force i didn't
2: job. i didn't graduate from basic training oh okay i was gotcha. like halfway through and they were mm-hmm. like uh, okay we uh, can't do that that's not like life-threatening right now you
0: could be like an air traffic controller at an airport right I never but just not
2: I never had gotten through the whole process.
0: I was just trying to clarify the yes. air traffic controller position. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: At an airport, landing airplanes. Yeah. So I came back and the last couple of years we we're doing stuff and you know, my wife who's from big cities, major cities, Altoona's is a little bit of an adjustment.
0: Uh huh, I bet. <laughs> you know. Plus we're like ten years behind
2: everybody else. Uh, so like more like eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Compared right. to China. Like it's like the eighties. We're like is it forty really? years behind. It's bad.
0: How so? What's how is China so different?
2: Um one major thing would be the Chinese people have skipped credit cards. They went straight from being an all-cash society when I got there in 2007 Yeah. to now it's all mobile. They just scan wow. everything. Really? Like Apple Pay kind of thing. Yeah. But they use WeChat, which is the, the Chinese um, megalithic app service that has everything on it. And uh, you just scan, scan a barcode, a QR code. You know what a QR code is? Yeah. Scan a QR code, and it just... Thank you for your
0: $3. That's awesome.
2: Whatever you're paying.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, we need to get there. America's slowly getting there. I was just in California last week, and um, they have, I mean, have you heard of like birds? It's like a scoot. It's like a motorized scooter you can ride around. It's like 15 cents a minute, but you. it's all QR code read. You get your phone out, get the app out, scan it. You can ride it. It charges your credit card. It's really cool. But that was like, to me, coming from here, mm. where like nothing changes <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's like this is like I felt like I was on the edge of technology, which California for America is yeah, on the edge. It is. But then you get to China. I imagine it's, it's, it's
3: not, well.
2: The without going down the rabbit hole here. They, the, the nice thing about the reason it's working well for China is because they were they are a developing country. Yeah. And they built infrastructures to they have the people to be able to build their own software, hardware infrastructures and keep it all insular. Cool. And develop, so they're taking all the technology from the West and applying it immediately. Yeah. Whereas in the West, and beca- they can do that because they're, they're uh, People's Republic of China, but they're still quite authoritarian. Yeah. Like, this is what so can they happen. implement you know, it. It's gonna, is, gonna happen. Yeah, like this is what we're doing. Everybody change. Where in the U.S., obviously we have.
0: Well, if you want to change.
2: <laughs> we have we have governments that are doing that anyway, but pretending like the people can. Have a, an opinion and all that, right? You <laughs> right. Know, and like going through different means of achieving the same thing, but it's, it's here you just have to jump through a lot of hoops and it takes a long time. Like we have houses that are falling down in altoona and you have to go through the whole process of it: who owns it? Is it vacant? Is it not vacant? I mean, it's great you do all those checks and balances, but it's thirty years, and you're like that building is still there. Yeah. In China, they'd be like, gone. Right. New apartment is up. Yeah. So. I don't know.
0: It's good and bad. Good and right. bad. The speed of which things get done and things change. So they went from from cash to mobile. Like
2: how fast? Pretty much a, a year, two years. I mean, wow! Using, That's so crazy. Using the phone to scan mobile thing, like uh, scanning and all that, has been going on for a decade. But so they're used to using the phone for everything. But the. Was, I think it's within the last year or two that they've really just skipped right to no more cash. Like, they still have cash, but it's just right. not, like, it's in the bank.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's cool. Um, So, you come to California. That that whole thing with, with the Air Force didn't happen, so you came back home came back with home the fam.
2: And I wanted, yeah, my wife was like, this did not work in here. Like, I need you to explore somewhere else. We need to try somewhere else. You know, so I was like, all right. I, uh... Same thing I did when I went to China. I was like, did a little bit of it. I had, fortunately I had a friend that works for Netflix. He's a top engineer out there. And he was a friend of mine from my days in China. And I called him up. I was like, hey, do you have a couch or like a floor that I can sleep on? He was like, yeah, come on out. So I drove out cross country 20 days across the U.S. out through Chicago and did shows in Nebraska and got to Colorado for seven days through the mountains. This hat is actually from... A Blue Mesa Reservoir in the middle of, in Gunnison, Colorado, which is in the middle of the mountains. Cool. Just pristine. Anyway, I had an awesome trip out, got out to California finally, and uh, was teaching English like I was doing in China um, for Google for a while. And oh, my, wow. And my dad passed away in August, so last summer. So I came back, and then we were like, you know what? We gave it a try. The cities are overrated at this point. You know, you're paying far too much and not getting nearly enough. Yeah. Like in Shenzhen, you are. But here, I don't think you get what you pay for. So I was like, let's stop trying to find Shenzhen. In, How does in that differ
0: from, from Shenzhen to a major city in America? Why, what do you mean you're paying too much and not getting enough? How's that differ? Uh,
2: it's starting to tip now in Shenzhen. But I just mean when I went there in 2007, your, your money was going a lot further. Rent compared to what you got for being there, being in a massive city was much lower. Okay. Like imagine if Altoona went from buying a nice house for hundred and ten thousand dollars to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like when I went to Shenzhen, you got all this awesomeness for one hundred and ten thousand and now it's like three fifty, four hundred and it's that's just been in the past decade that it's ramped up. It that was much. a fishing village fifty years ago and now it has <sighs> more skyscrapers than they built more skyscrapers in Shenzhen, I read this fact more skyscrapers in Shenzhen, which is across the Bay from Hong Kong more in one year than the entire U.S. combined. Wow. If you can fathom that. That's insane. Like a 32-story building is like a little hut.
0: So you literally watched the yeah. city grow like exponentially.
2: Not, and because they have so much labor, it's literally round-the-clock shifts of people building. They build a skyscraper that, should take, that would take 20 years in the U.S. or something stupid in three years. That's nuts, it's man. It's really not, it, You can't fathom it. So you had experience. to get
0: out because it was just too much?
2: I, after eight years and trying a business and knowing that I would never be, like, a Chinese permanent resident and, like... You can't be? is that No. So, I just was exhausted and I wanted to change.
0: So, even marrying uh, a woman who lived there and having a kid, you still can never be a permanent resident? Uh-uh. That's wild.
2: You either have to be Chinese or you're not.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> I guess that kind of writes itself, then. Yeah,
2: that's it. <laughs> I mean... That's the way it goes.
0: So as far as like musical influence, I was writing down some questions while you were performing. What, who are your influences when it comes to music? Like, Who did you grow up listening to?
2: So my dad was a big, um, you know, he liked classic rock like everybody, but he liked yeah. a lot of Southern rock too. A lot of Skynyrd and uh, a lot of Tom Petty and um, Marshall Tucker Band, things like that. So I really, I really liked that because it had a lot more soul to it. Than, yeah, Like classic rock is cool. But it's, it's a little bit too straight rhythm for me. I like stuff with a little swing to it and a little groove to it. Yeah. So I had that, and then obviously being, you know, we grew up in... 90s kids. 90s kids. Had a combination of, like, 90s country, Tim McGraw, Don't Take the Girl, which was, like, broke my heart and got me into country music okay. at 10 years old. Um, next to Snoop Dogg, you know. <laughs> rolling down the street. Yeah. And like, all that. Yeah. Like, I know... I've always been really good with lyrics, so I know oh, I can pretty much any rap song. I can just
0: any bust rhyme songs. Can you blow through a bust or rhyme song? <laughs> Come on, man! No, not bust. <laughs> that was always my like, my <clears throat> to find out if somebody is, really does know how to. What to about, do it, like, what about Tupac? Or, yeah, okay. Can Tupac work? Yeah, that works. Yeah. That.
2: <laughs> Let me welcome everybody to the Wow Wow West, the state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. You make a vest for your Jimmy you're in the city of Woo. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that on air.
0: Um, that that's crazy though, right? Maybe because I mean, like you think of, uh, I guess one of the most common names that comes up is Ed Sheeran but mm. like he combined all of that together right? and what you're doing right now he combines all together doing everything all at once he does it all himself or he can't do it all himself yeah
2: he does a lot more layering with looping yeah so like he'll lay down something and then he'll do something else on top of the same thing on top of the same thing yeah it will have like two different systems and two different mics so he can get like harmonies and stuff like that,
0: and mixing hip hop in too. He's yeah. throwing that in. But I also like whenever you're performing. And please don't take any of these as an, as an insult, but like Jack Johnson, I've always loved Jack Johnson, sure. and that's what it's surf music. That kind of like just the good vibes kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I hear a lot of that in what you're doing. But if, were you more country oriented?
2: Was that I started out really mainly country, <clears throat> hip hop '90s kid. Yeah, um, some rock. You know, I, I was never huge into rock. I mean, I, everyone knows Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that, but yeah. um, mainly that and a touch of reggae, and I don't know. It's never been about the genre for me. It's always like, songwriting wise, definitely country music and folk. Yeah, um, but you can hear a lot of like my writing style influenced by like '90s and 2000 country, not the new stuff.
0: You yeah, see, I don't. I'd never listened to country really. Like, I never. I know a couple of songs, but I mean, as far as like being able to rattle it off, I, I have no idea. So when when people talk about their influences coming from country music, it always seems like um, it's never the newer stuff, right? It's always something no. from the past, and, it, and you just hear that over and over again. Like, country music's huge, especially in mm. in our area. Yet. It seems like most of the influences when it comes from it are like the yeah. 90s or before that, back when it was like well, the was real country. Well, because they were
2: still, without getting into the whole record industry and everything changing, music was still being put on because people liked it, mm-hmm. not because they were trying to make sure that they didn't overspend on this and like chasing what everybody likes instead of like, let's try, I attached to this song, I'm a DJ, let's put it on the radio. Like, yeah. there was a time when it was just like, this is a good song. Let's play it. Yeah. If it picks subtraction, cool. Yeah. Now it's like everything's so formulaic and processed to make sure that it's appear appealing to the same people that it's already appealed to. Yeah. So you don't it's get the that variety anymore, right?
0: Yeah. You know, you say that, and I, 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 I do. Cause I've heard that so many times, and I do agree to a certain extent. Um, but there's like different eras. I, I, I worked in top forty for you know a long time, so I watched. The different eras come in and there was tons of program music it was like Katy perry that sort of yeah. stuff that all sounds predominantly the same they figure out the exact rhythm that gets people like the, the earworm kind yeah. of stuff but now you have a lot of indie rock bands and you have a lot of like more uh if, i'm just gonna throw like mumford and sons out there or if monsters and men had a couple of hits imagine dragons mm. like there's a bunch of ones who've come along who are definitely helping to change... Well, just uh, Portugal the Man had a hit last mm. year and it's like, they've been around for like a decade and they've just been like a, a tour band and now they have a top 40 hit and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool because they're finally starting to crack through. But you're right. I mean, for the most part, it's so uncreative.
2: 2000 to 2013 oh. has been a rough time for music. Bad. <laughs> the, yeah, 2000 to 2010 was just... Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah that, yeah, that decade was... I think it we're was starting tough. to turn the corner. I think people are. I think just commercialism in general is so oversaturated. Everything's going back to local. I think you see that everywhere, especially in Altoona, and people are starting to value the local creation again. Yeah. So, I think there's a lot of hope.
0: And I think this plays a big part in it, right? You can you can do your own shows, you can do your own podcasts, you can you, yeah. you can you can release it all yourself. You're not asking for anybody to like put it out the there for of the you. You're not man anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Yeah. So. Um, do you want to play something else for us? What do you, what uh, do you yeah. got? Um,
2: hmm. Think about it. I'll play one I wrote for my daughter. Okay. When would you write this? I wrote this when I was out in California. Okay. Um, was thinking about she and I have been separated. My wife and my daughter and I have been separated probably about seven different times. Where it's whether it's a month or whether it's eight months, like when I was getting oh, ready man. to go to the Air Force. I can't imagine how tough that it's is. Yeah, you know, you just gotta like compartmentalize it and deal with it. But uh, this was that time out there, and and I I finally reached a point where I'm tired of being separated for so long. They're <laughs> ironically, they're in China right now for two months. But right. but I was just like, here's a song for you that <clears throat> I started out there. And then my dad passed away, I came back and I was able to write the last verse. So the last verse is, this is kind of like a song for my daughter. When you're older, you know, keep this stuff in mind. It's not life lessons, but it's like, I love you. Here's a song for it. Okay, cool.
0: What's it called? <laughs> Hold You Close. Cool. All right. <laughs>
3: Good night. Now you fall fast asleep. I rest my weary head now, because I know you're safe with me. No, we
2: It did that time so this is the the last verse that I
0: That's a good song That's really Do you get emotional Singing that yeah, sometimes? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I got a little, got a, little, a, little a little choked, choked up, up While you were
2: playing <laughs> it Yeah, that's Yeah, it's a really It's a lovely song for I mean, it's funny Because she's every time I play it She goes Dad. <laughs> <She laughs> that's hey, so lame, Dad. That's a lame song I want you to play your other one are more fun I'm like, yeah, you wait You wait until you're 27 really like,
0: oh daddy Dude, isn't that hilarious That you wrote that for her Thinking she would be like Oh, this is
2: the most beautiful thing ever it's, it's a time capsule song, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a time capsule
0: <laughs> w- w- Did she first hear that without you around? Like when you guys were separated or?
2: No, I don't think. I think I finished it when I got back.
0: Oh, you did? Okay. Verse. All right. Well, that makes sense. If she would have heard it without you there, that might have had more impact. When it's like, dad.
2: <laughs> You're right here. Dad.
0: <laughs> You're making me feel
2: really weird right now. <laughs> that one line is, I don't like get ex- like, super excited about lines or like think they're really cool. But I like that. Yeah. Like forget the apple, you are the world through my eyes. Yeah, I was like, what does apple in my eye I mean? I never understood what that means.
0: I have no idea what that right? means. Right? Like, yeah. who knows what
2: that means? I'm like, forget the apple.
0: I don't think I've ever said that before. <laughs> I mean, I've heard it a million times. I've never actually said it to somebody yeah. though. It's like, what the hell? Anyone, are you talking anyone, about?
2: Out, anyone out in Facebook land know what apple the eye means? I'm
0: sure Google. There's some somebody will figure that out. I mean, <laughs>
2: Siri, what does apple of the eye mean? It <laughs> means your eye has an
0: apple in it. it means you're my core. <laughs> you're the core of me maybe oh, that's that what could, it is that could be what I just it, made that up but that, that might seems be that <laughs> <laughs> but uh so when you're coming up with music and I, this is I guess different for everybody what usually hits you first like when you made that song was it just you thinking about your daughter and it just, you were playing and the, the uh, lyrics started coming <clears> in or? that
2: particular one I don't I think I had uh, I was playing around with it
0: because sometimes even just a rhythm, it'll give you an emotion. Yeah. It'll give you lyrics. Right.
2: So I, everyone has a different process, but I'm a... To quote Corey, I think his last name is Barton, the guy that was up for the last Nashville Songwriters. He and I are the same. We're... We use his word, which is very crude. He's a spewer. Mm-hmm. It just comes out. Like, I'm the same way. I don't... I'll sit down with the guitar and I'll just... Whatever kind of mood I'm in, or if I want to be like... Uh, it just depends on like if i'm feeling really emotional but i'll just sit down with the guitar and i don't ever have a plan i just i just let it come it out. just happens yeah and yeah. then like i'll, I'll cut, or like sometimes i'll wake up i woke up the other day with this, a line in my head that was just running and repeat so i took it and developed it figured out what the tune was it's kind of just a. so
0: it's it's one thing or the other it doesn't really it's it's, it's all situational it's gonna come from that's kind of funny with like if i do a podcast by myself like if i don't have anybody in here and i'm just talking about something sometimes it will be like the night before like, oh man i got to talk about this one thing that i need to get off my chest but then other times i'll just be like i just want to start i just want to record something and then see what happens without obviously there's no music involved with what i'm doing but um
3: no, it's it's the, the, same, the process. same same process, same which process.
0: is really cool. That like you can, d- there's always like something there. You just gotta kind of like play around yeah. for a couple of minutes, and something will come out of
3: it's it. It's so
2: simple. Like if we just celebrate our creativities, and the processes that we do to get there, well, I mean that's enough.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that, that's a perfect transition to create one for. <laughs> yeah. You just you just bridged there. it very easily yeah. without even trying. Natural. Uh. So. Let's talk about that the the the, the movement you guys that that is being created. I'm I'm a part of it. I'm not a part of like the meetings, but I'm a part of it. the <laughs> videos that're going to be shot
2: And in the uh <laughs> and the messenger group, group the group text, yeah. Uh, it's just a nightmare. You don't want to get in there. <laughs> the Makers
0: Movement which <clears throat> not is a uh,
2: I'm joking. Weird it's fun. There's a lot of conversation.
0: I, I had to turn off. The, I had to turn off the notifications. It was too much.
2: You get some strong women <laughs> together, and you never know what's gonna happen. Robin, are like uh, okay. Yeah. Um, we so love, we love you, ladies.
0: Sarah, Sarah Vogel, um, Stephanie Height, Jen Rivnak, Rue Moyer, Stephanie uh, Trude. Stephanie Trude's a part of it. So Maker's Movement. Give the the purpose. The design behind it, because you're tr- just trying to bring people together who are creating their own thing. So right? it's yeah, give them we, a platform. It's
2: um, it's called we're coming up. We have a new project called Create One Four, mm-hmm. creative, which is eight one four create one four. Yeah, and it's we chose the eight one four because it it's whenever you hear your area code, you immediately think of your hometown.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it also spans twenty seven counties. So rather than like limiting, you know, Blair County is cool, but what about people in Huntington or people in Bedford or like and we're all working together anyway so yeah um, the 814 lends itself to being a local feeling at the same time being a 27 county feeling yeah
0: all so those counties feel local with it yeah I'll use an 814 so right
2: so you've got this cool thing that achieves both of that so that's why we've gone with the 814 and it's a a makers movement and by that we are saying makers and creators so we have a website that we're gonna be launching um, next Sunday or Monday or this coming Sunday Monday along with a festival that we're doing September 22nd Which is for makers and creators and what that means is people that are um, Taking something from inside their imagination mm-hmm. Getting it out into the tangible world in some form and then taking it and sharing it somehow whether it's as a hobbyist with friends whether it's trying to do a retail business whether it's trying to do education whatever that looks like, if you're trying to take it and make it a part of other people's lives to create change in the local area, that's what we're defining as a maker.
0: Very cool, man. And that's, so I think we talked about this before we started. I don't think this was on the podcast, but we were saying like just being in our area right now, right? I was in radio for 18 years. So when I got out of radio and I started my own business doing social media marketing, uh, the first couple of months were slow moving, but even in those first couple of months I met some people that were were doing their own thing. But over this past I don't know, it's been like 9 months. I've met so many people who are doing their own thing, who are excited about making their own thing, who are because I guess if you're from somewhere other than where where we're from, maybe your city's different, but around here the the people, the circles that I was in and the people that I knew Nobody was ever like... Everybody had jobs, right? I'm not saying they weren't exciting people. Not right, more 9-5-ish. <clears> to <throat> Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was kind of a situation and where... pretty
2: typical East Coast, Northe- <laughs> Northeast too.
0: Yeah, and, and there's nothing... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because there's not, but I, I've noticed that there's been like a resurgence lately of people really passionate about things. And this may have been there the whole time and I just wasn't paying attention. But now that I'm involved in it and I'm doing my own thing, I've noticed like, damn, man, there's so many people who are trying to break out of the mold of what they maybe thought that they were or other people thought that they were or just try and just you've always had that passionate thing that you had inside of you you wanted to get out and they're doing it now
2: from my experience um there or not there again i also don't know i think it's probably yeah. always there people are always going to be creative i think what's the difference is is altoona specifically is primed for the platforms to experience those things to grow yeah, that's what's happening now. People are attempting to do more platforms and opportunities for those things to be recognized and celebrated. Mm-hmm. And that platform takes on many different faces. Which is time back into Create One Four, Our mission is very simple: it's to support, encourage, recognize, and celebrate makers in the Eight One Four. And we have we're coming up with different processes of, of being able to do that. Um, and we're really focusing on heavily on those that are, like, one foot in, one foot out, kind of working out of their kitchen or their garage, or they're trying to do something, but they don't have, they can't take three days off work to go apply for this or do that, or they don't know the process, or they don't, but they've got all the right ingredients, they just don't have the the right situation to be able to take them to that next step, you know, and they're not yeah. ready to take on a $55,000 loan or, you know, whatever that looks like. They need $1,000 or help with a website or videography, like, yeah.
0: Or they just need the they need similar people around yeah. them to motivate them. Yeah,
2: some similar vibes.
0: That's the thing I find the most powerful, dude. It's just that, like being here at Catalyst Space, like in here, everybody who's a member here, and and even the owners, Andrew and Justin, like they set out to do their own thing. Like this is built from them just wanting yep. to, not wanting to follow what anybody else did. They just want to do their own stuff and. That, that can be terrifying, right, when you're just taking that leap. But the, the more that you find people who are not saying they have to be doing the same thing you're doing, but they have to have the same mindset of, like, man, this is what I love. I'm going to make this work no matter what. And you start putting those people together, which is what the makers movement is, putting those people yep. together, even on the, the team that's been formed already, or just bringing everybody together who's creating their own stuff. Like, and, there's a lot of power in that.
2: And makers generally, like, if you ask Catalyst Space, they've got a, 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 wider, a wider definition of what the – National sense of maker is usually makers about a product or something that's tangible or something you could sell or whatever. For us, it's it's wider than that. It's to it's to celebrate and support people that are trying to take imagination to tangible, tangible to share somehow. Yeah, just and just everybody think. does that. So we'll be launching the website on like I said, Sunday or Monday. Registration for the festival will start then. We're going to have about a hundred booths of makers. All we're going to be Blocking the road from uh, Resilience up to Heritage Plaza, where it starts. Very
0: cool, right here in downtown. So that's right where here it's downtown going on.
2: Uh, we have three stages of live music. Uh, we have a sidewalk chalk competition up on the bridge, and like I said, about a hundred booths of makers, and a lot of demonstrations going on. Largely demonstrations, largely people interacting with the creative process. Yeah, just to celebrate.
0: I'm thinking right now, this is just off the cuff, but I'm thinking since we're going to be downtown, I could like have the studio yep. set up. I could just rotate people in and out. And that's, like Come on and just, like, just talk about what you're doing.
2: So we have a pre- um, I've made a preliminary map that shows all the different spaces, and part of that is getting Catalyst Space, you, the LaunchBox, yeah. um, Railroad City, Bold, Sly, the Wood Fired Pizza will be open by then. So like getting all these places, having things going on inside as well. Yeah. So that you're just like this plethora. I know it's another big word. No, I got that one. That's, that's all right.
0: That was small enough.
2: It wasn't, lo- it wasn't too long. A plethora of options going on inside and outside and just all around.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. That's that's fantastic. I, I, I really enjoy being around everybody in the downtown Altoona area right now because everybody is just excited about yep. making something happen or doing something new. Or just just chasing after something you're passionate about yeah. and making money off of it too, not like struggling and. St- I mean, obviously there is struggling and starving sometimes, but it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is as long as you keep at it long enough, it's going to turn into something. You've yeah. got to just keep working on it and keep growing and innovating with it, and it's gonna it's gonna eventually blossom into something amazing. So, I,
2: well, I mean, I just to add to that, I found that, like I said, I went to school as a philosophy and history major. Yeah, was pretty aware that there weren't many jobs if I wasn't going to be a teacher or a lawyer. Yeah, what do
0: you do with philosophy (laughs) other than... I don't,
2: you just philosophize. Right, you're on the
0: street corner yelling (laughs) (laughs) like a Up on a
2: soapbox. Yeah. So I went to school knowing that, but I followed my interests, I followed my heart. Mm -hmm. And that led me to study abroad, which led me to discover yoga, which led me to start studying Asian studies when I got back my senior year, which led to teaching ESL, which took me to China, which was my entire 20s developing businesses and meeting people and creating long relationships. So like every, as long as you're staying open to the process of not knowing, like ditching the sense that there's any comfort at all in the world, you know, and just living with what you want and having like real faith, whatever that faith looks like, but faith Mm -hmm. that if I just keep being open to it, it'll keep developing. Yeah, And I found that it's been very true for me. I mean, you can't take the way I've lived my life and the way that I live my life and, like, this is a career that you can follow. With. like You can't. And I think everyone's life should be like that. It should be that unique, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I just had uh, Ray Overdorf in here earlier today. We did a podcast, and we were just talking about... Uh, it's a, it was, it was, what we talked about today was a lot of personality tests. So he does this attribute index, um, values index, in and in the disc uh, personality tests. And I wish I would have taken that personality test. It's right here. It's like eighty pages of per, It's like me, me. I am in that eighty pages. Like who I am, and right. it, it's freaking amazing. And I wish that I would have taken that in like eighth grade, because my it's direction like would have. I would have had. A, I would have had a direction. I would have picked. Exactly, I don't know if exactly what I wanted to do, but I would have been in the exact lane that I knew I needed to be in instead of taking it at thirty-five. You know, where I'm like, okay, I see. I I took a couple missteps here, but whenever you chase your passion, whenever you figure, if you if you're lucky enough to figure that thing out at a young age, like damn man, you can go so far. I mean, you can go far no matter what, but when you figure it out young, it's like wow, well, that's incredible.
2: But I, my experience has been, you know, you're either like my. Cousin's husband, who Brian's Zayack, who's a rock star. Um, rock star in what what sense? Uh, he uh, he knew at the age of one that he wanted to be a robot engineer. Oh, so okay. You're either that kind of person that knows that and ends up being, which he's now the head engineer in Pittsburgh for Uber.
0: Oh wow! Okay. He's
2: made like he's just a rock star in the tech world. Or you don't, and it's okay. Yeah. Like that's we need to teach that we need to teach like. You don't have to know. You just have to be open, and you have to keep trying.
0: Yeah, we, and you have to be open to if you're at a job, know that you can ditch that job and go chase something else. And like, you're not gonna. You're starve, not living either. for your
2: bills. Your bills exist because of something you want to do. Yeah, that should be the only reason you have bills.
0: Yeah, you get trapped, and it's it's yeah. this fear mentality. And I was in it for you know a long time. Mm-hmm. Not saying I didn't like my job because I did, but. <clears throat> um, it wasn't me, right? It wasn't like exactly what I wanted to do. It was around the idea of what I wanted to do, but I never had like this motivation, uh, or I never had like a clear defined path of like, Oh, this is how I can get out. This is how I right. can escape. And I finally did develop that, but it took, I mean, if I would have taken that, those personality tests 10 years ago, I probably could have changed my trajectory then. Yeah. Or just, and you, just how you grow up, just like you bouncing all over the place. Like totally. I'm sure that played a an immensely huge part instead of just sitting in one spot for 20 years. Well, yeah,
2: and I mean, for me, it, it worked for me because my personality is, I mean, I was a kid that was all over the place, just, you can know, put me on a blanket and I'll be out in the street like as a kid, you know, so I had to do that for me to be settled, to be okay with, um, and now I've, I've come full circle I'm back in Altoona and I'm trying to add everything that I've experienced, ha- making it apply in whatever way it can suitably to this area. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad that I went out and explored. And some people don't need to do that. Some people are very sure. I was not. That yeah, me neither. Some people <laughs> some people are, and that's great too because right, it takes all types.
0: Yeah, I just I never had the the guts to leave. I guess you were just like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get up and get out. That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah,
2: I was, it, I'm so rude. I had a girlfriend at the time. Whenever I was offered the job to go to China, <laughs> and she was. I was like, uh, so I'm going to China. She's like, this is not even a conversation. I was like, sorry. <laughs> I was like I just graduated and like I don't like you're two three years older than me. And but I was just like, that's the kind of mentality I had. I was like, okay, that's not what I need to do. Okay, a month later yeah. I'm gone. So like
0: you could you could about face. You could just like change <laughs> it up and, and I move. about
2: face pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Which a lot of people can. I mean, that's that's just the truth. Like some, it's it's really hard to just do that. If you have that personality, then it's easy. But if you're like you Yeah, but it contemplate also contemplate and overthink and analyze. And, that
2: that impulsive like I've I've dialed it in, so I know how to use it, but that yeah. impulsive personality has had many downfalls. Downfalls as well <laughs> where I've said things or acted certain ways or created things that have lasted a long time that I have to live with, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, a, <laughs> there's always a yin and the yang. There's always with it, right? a yin and the yang. Yeah, there is. Um, do you want to? Did you? How many more songs did you have planned so, to play? I mean,
2: i whatever. I mean, I got. I can do. I've got more songs than we have time. So
0: one of the things I've always found difficult watching somebody play is like, where do I look? That's me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody Just, else ever thinks that, but like when somebody's playing guitar, I'm like, do I look at them in the face? <laughs> do I stare at the guitar? Do I look down? I don't know what to do.
2: There are no rules man. You <laughs> I know. <just> follow whatever. <laughs> but he has
0: the, that's like overthinking. <laughs> like why do I think that? That's a stupid thing to think about. just enjoy. Well, it.
2: I mean because <laughs> you're a producer I guess. It's you're, hilarious. You're yeah
0: like... well, I just met this guy right this guy Luke uh, when I was out in LA I went to like this business mastermind thing and um, he was he's a record producer in Orlando and he's a reggae record producer. Just the coolest dude. but he doesn't like well he does play I shouldn't say he doesn't play but he, he's, he's you know behind the deck the whole time. And just talking to him about music, because, I mean, he can play along with other people, but he's usually just instructing them how to. His passion, like he's a 10,000 foot studio, you know, and it's just like, and he mainly works with reggae bands, and and we were talking about reggae music, and it's been, I don't know, I've always loved Sublime from the 90s. I always loved Bob Marley, uh, and and, and the newer groups like Iration or... uh, I can't think of the other one right now, but the, reggae is the the kind of music that. And I, I, I'm curious how, how you feel about it. it. Universally, is adaptable. Like it's accepted by anyone because I it makes you feel. I
2: haven't met anyone that's been like reggae. Makes me feel terrible. Right? I've never <laughs> met anyone that says that. Yeah,
0: nobody says reggae sucks, right? It's uh, like
2: there is some. In, I mean, you can get real deep with reggae stuff that's like really trippy and like hypnotic. But yeah. generally speaking, that that um. That upstroke.
0: It all sounds predominantly the same.
2: It just makes you feel... It lifts you up. Yeah. I mean, it's literally impossible to be down when you're listening to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's cool, though. Like, when, when you get in my car and, like, a you know, the serious, uh, whatever the reggae station is, no matter when I turn it on, I'm like, well, I think I heard this song before. I probably didn't, because they all predominantly sound the same. But I could listen to it for 10 hours straight. Right. And never be bored by it's it. It's
2: very, it's super groovy, very easy listening to. Um,
0: was that, you said that was an influence for you, reggae was?
2: No, nah, not really. Oh, okay. I thought but you I mean, said that at one point. Or reggae, that's you, reggae is just... to sound a little bit more like, I hear a train coming, moving around. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's just slowed down.
0: Yeah. It's just in slow motion.
2: It's slow motion, yeah. Cool, I think man. they said that's what the blues is, just rock slowed down. Okay. Or rock is just the blues sped up.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like it's all been done before. It's just doing it in a different way. And that's
2: what, I mean, that's the part that's not replicable. No one can replicate what I do good, bad, whatever, whatever the skill level is, whatever, no one can be me. Yeah. So I would rather, you know, there's value in listening to a really awesome singer do a song and do it in their way that somebody else wrote. But I would, any day of the week, I want to see the person that wrote it play it or the person that, like sometimes another artist or singer will connect even deeper somehow with the song you have and then they bring that emotion out in it. So. Either the, whoever connects with emotion most emotionally, is who I want to see you do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, saying about you know just being just like, whenever you put yourself into it, it automatically translates. I it's think like so. oh okay, I can tell whether it was you or not. I mean whatever you right. whether you wrote it or not. If you if you're performing it in a certain way that people were like oh wow I can tell that that's coming from a part of you. That's a real part of you yeah. inside there somewhere
2: something yeah whether you wrote it or not you're speaking that language right now yeah so
0: cool man we'll hit us with something else uh, what do you got for us then uh,
2: i don't know i i have never played the song
0: oh live stairway to heaven
2: <laughs> so uh, arguably in my head the most beautiful song i've ever written wow okay <laughs> Called, uh, There's just you. When did you uh, write this? Let's just say it's been, it came out of the ether at mm. some point in history. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fabulous.
0: Do you find it harder to play in front of a, uh, a bigger crowd or a smaller crowd?
2: That's the first time I've ever played it.
0: That's the first time you ever played it. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, that's the what, Rob Z show. Was that
0: for me? That was. <laughs> that was for the world. That was awesome, man. I love that. That's, that's what was.
2: What was that called again? There's just you. There's just you. You know that moment where two souls connect and everything is clear. That's kind of what that song was about.
0: How do they come together? <laughs> or do you not
2: I can't talk about it <laughs> 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 So many reasons but Right It's just a, it's just a beautiful song and it needs to be in the world I think
0: So you were saying recently like song has been pouring out of you stuff's been like just yeah. coming like crazy So what do you think it is
2: It's been a combination so the last 6 months of my life have been some of the busiest came back from you know my dad passed came back dealt with all that um, started with Arts Altuna and then put together that really big festival that had like two or three people, two or three thousand people. down. Two or three people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> rocked it. So I was doing that and transitioning and all that, and that hit, and then I bought a house, my wife, we bought a house and bought an apartment and closed within a week of each other, all that. You, you know? bought a
0: house and an apartment? Yeah. Wait, why? It was, ran out the apartment. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I was
2: living there, it was when my dad was living, he passed, and ended up buying it, but then we also found a place that we really want to live in and. Uh, So all that was going on. And then um, different business opportunities happening. Just everything hit at the same time. And then, you know, Art Saltuna laid everybody off and I had some free time. And then I took my girls to the airport a couple weeks ago to go back to China on June 18th. And I just, we had just moved into the house. We spent like 25 hours painting everything, all the walls white and getting it beautiful house it was just neglected and um i dropped them off and i was just like i don't want to do anything except for touch my guitar <laughs> and it's just like i've had the time i'm in a new environment i'm really happy in my new environment so it's just like it just, everything started coming out so i've written like 10 songs pretty pretty good songs in like three weeks
0: did you imagine that moving back here would did you think this would happen that you'd come back here did you, i didn't have a plan. I yeah. just
2: was like, uh, I think it's time to go back. I'm a very much a figure it out. like Not that I don't think ahead of time, but... Um,
0: <laughs> figure it out when you get there.
2: A lot of... Yeah, because I think people spend too much time just, like, worrying about stuff that they don't have control over anyway. Right. I mean, the only thing I have control over are my actions. I don't control the way I feel, right? I don't control the way I think. I can, like, navigate it, but... You only control the way you act, so... um, why worry about all this stuff ahead of time? You know, just try to be open. That's the way I look at it anyway. Yeah. I mean, and I've had a lot of exp- really awesome experiences because I've traveled the world. and
1: Yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with planning things out, but you can really get yourself into a lot of... Uh, you can just prevent yourself from doing a lot of things because things don't usually happen the way you're planning them to. No. Just, like, stressing about stuff is kind of... I-
2: I think it's putting it out there, putting it in the, the, into the ether, into the yeah. universe, being like, okay, I want to have a music venue and I want it to look like this or that or whatever. Um, Having the vision. Trying, but not trying to control every step of how it gets to be. Yeah. You know, like that's the part that you, we don't have the information there. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So yeah. just like put it out there, be open, and then respond. hmm. <laughs> Is that enough philosophy for everybody out there for the, for the afternoon?
0: Ironically enough, though, when Ray and I were in here earlier, that's what we were talking about too, is you have to, you have to have the vision for it. You have to be able to see it and, and, you know, replay that vision over and over again. But in the meantime, you, things are going to happen and you've yeah. got to be open to them and to recognize be. what's the right way, what's the wrong way and, and navigate that. And, you have uh, to
2: respond to your environment.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you need the free time to be able to contemplate that, and I think a lot of people run into the problem where they don't have the free time to even contemplate what that's going to be.
2: Because somewhere along the lines, we've been told that we need to fill every second of our day with distractions, and that's just absolutely not true. The best time is, like, that song I just wrote is all about existing in the stillness and just being there. Yeah. Whether that's by yourself or with your soulmate or whoever, like, that's what that time is about.
0: Yeah. Do you meditate, or do you take like music as uh, like it's a meditation? Kind
2: of, kind of like my meditation. Right. Because when I write, my I'm I'm in a place. I'm am It's not. It's kind of like a dream. You know, it's not a real place, but it's not a not real place. <laughs> it's built off of. So um, that's my meditation. That's my escape. That's my self time with self time mm-hmm. with other.
0: <laughs> with the other. Why? you can't say it without sounding cheesy as hell that's the problem oh <laughs> it sounds goodness. so cliche but it's funny man it's a bit, it's true the reason it sounds cliche is because cliches are usually the truth yeah. right that's 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 why when you say stuff like that yeah. it's like oh that's so corny but it's like well that's that's the truth right like it's real so I mean I, I, I totally get what you're saying um how do you feel about the current state of music like where being a being a musician and being a fan of it for so long, like electronic music, like what do you, how do you feel? About I it? think
2: that, I think that, music is, developing in a good way again, as the radio allows itself to adapt and the industry, like the record industry, has had to change so much in the last two decades. Yeah, to stay alive. <clears throat> so they're at the mercy of.
0: They're at the mercy of the artist. Yeah, which is Almost. good.
2: I mean, it should it should always be that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, or just ditched all together. The music or ditched all together. I
2: mean, so I think that we're in, an, uh, in a, a time of ex- more exploration. Yeah. And with podcasts and everything, you can hear a lot more variety of stuff that you, far more than you've ever been able to hear. So I think that's good.
0: Where do you find most of your music?
2: That's the thing, man, is like, it really bums me out because my favorite thing used to be turning on the radio.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. I used to
2: like that because I don't, again, being the... Not full on planner type, I want to be surprised. I want to turn on a radio and be like, oh my God, my heart just broke because I heard this. I don't want to have to seek that out. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Or like, algorithm says you would like this because <laughs> you like that. Like, right. I appreciate that that exists, but I just want to be, I want to be blown away out of nowhere. Yeah. which I used to do in the '90s and early 2000s.
0: So when you were a '90s kid, like when I and I, I totally get what you're saying because like in the in the midst of like alternative rock '90s radio uh, in state college, there was the buzz, there was the revolution, and I would turn on those stations, and this that's when I, I realized I wanted to be in radio, and I just was so into music because every week it seemed like there was some new song coming out that was like, damn, well, who's that? What is that? Yeah. And now, the crazy thing is, that's happening every day now. It's just harder to find music. It's, it. it's easier to find music, but harder to find music, right? Because there's so much of it that it's so spread across. Back in the day, MTV, you could flip it on, and they would, they'd they force-feed you. Here's the songs you might like. We're going to play them for you. But now, and I was just I, I talk about this a lot with people, because it's a good and a bad thing. Now, it's like... I'll talk to somebody about music and I'll say this band that I really like that I just found out about and they'll be like, oh, I never heard of them but I heard of these guys and I never heard of that band. And I'm like, mm. damn, like, where? How? Like, there's, there's, there's so much spread across so I think vast. it's,
2: I think w- uh, largely what needs to happen, like, I don't think the level
3: of creativity has changed.
2: No. Like, people are generally probably creative, more or less the same creative throughout all of history. Obviously, the platforms and the opportunities and the... Yeah, the access to equipment access and technology. Equipment. So I think people are a lot more it's while they're a lot more exposed the radio stations and you would know a lot more about this but like 88 point2 to 107 point there's a lot of stations in between there that are ne- not used yeah but why like why can't you just have a regional station where we're playing regional local music I know it's because the guy that owns the tower needs paid and this person needs paid and we don't want to interfere with the froggy three songs that are playing on repeat like I right. I know why it's being that way but it
0: well, it's also extremely expensive.
2: Also, why is it extremely expensive? Because...
0: Because the government owns it. Uh, I mean, it, 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 they, they partially... They don't... It's like the when the FCC gets their hands in. That's why internet radio, I feel, is in podcasting, everything that's, that's happening right now. They, people have been bottled up for so long having to yeah. follow this formula. And when it, when it broke open, they were like, well... I don't. We don't need this. We don't need these FM airwaves anymore. We just want to
2: talk, and we want people to be able to hear it. Yeah, exactly.
0: And 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 I think it's going to be nearly impossible for um, any medium to ever fully catch up. They just need to kind of play along to keep making money, right? Because radio's not going to die. TV's not going to die. It's just transforming. But when it comes down to like FM airwaves, like they're. I have always been a nerd for radio, so I love the fact that, like, you can drive through a town and catch a station and it disappears. <laughs> yes, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, now every station's also online. So every station's digital, so you can technically find every station anywhere in the world. But um, there's something about that. There's something about the old way that radio was done that is exciting. Um, yeah. But it's... it's like, what do you. I mean, there's not yeah. much you can do about it. It's, no, it's going to change. Mean,
2: I just wish that they would open up some frequencies and like, I want. Why can't I turn on the radio and listen to local music? That is right. absurd to me. That is the silliest thing ever.
0: But you've never been able to, really, right? I it's mean, back in the day, it's the silliest thing.
2: Like, how, why can't we just go to one of the stations and pay a little rent and, and be able to play some station that it doesn't matter to them? What was it eating into your 0.3 kilowatt hours of energy? Right. Like, yeah. come on. Like, what's the, you're doing it to monopolize? And it's like. Well, it
0: wouldn't. It wouldn't make. I'm using air quotes here. It wouldn't make money, right, on a national level or whatever. Some serious air
2: going on. That's, that's air quoting. Yeah, it wouldn't make money on a national level, so they're not going to do it. But that's like the amount of money that they could or could not make. It's so, and the cost is so r- irrelevant that like, it just is so silly to me.
0: Here's my vision for the future, and I imagine this is what will happen eventually. You all tuned in. Get ready,
2: you chimed in. Get
0: ready for it. I've it, said this many many times before, oh, okay. but um, I I just picture like because. What, what you do, local music, what I do, Just this is like a radio show just on the internet. So, eventually, every city's going to have their podcast. Okay. Every city's going to have their radio state, their radio podcast. I don't know what you'd want to call that. I haven't found a podcast yet that's music, right? And that's weird. Really? Like, that you, like, I've scanned through podcasts, and sometimes they'll have songs, but it's not like, like, this right here, this is stuff I would hear... On a major market radio station, and I'm not like comparing myself or anything. I'm just saying, like, you would have a, a, a an artist come in, they'd talk about music, then they'd play some music, then they'd BS about whatever, then they'd play some more music, yeah. and like that was always I loved listening to that That's kind of cool, stuff. Yeah. So why can't you just do that? And you can now, right? Yeah. But I picture in the future what's going to happen is because cars now are built with like XM Sirius radio. But cars are going to be built with like the podcasting apps in there. So, right. and they're going to be all um, geo, they're all going to be geofenced. So, when you hit a certain area, it'll pop up with like, here's the podcast in your area. Mm. And you can click through and find the ones you want to listen to. Right. And they might be like 24 hour streaming podcast networks, or they might be a 24 hour streaming music network or a combination of the two. But it could be all local, original music, all local content. I, I don't see. I don't see how else it's going to... I don't see how else it would go. Why wouldn't it go in that direction? Because every town, I guarantee, is having something like this. It's, this isn't, like, unique, right. you know. But every podcast that you hear about on a national level that's become really big, there's a thousand podcasts that are doing it on a small level just because they want to do it. So if you have a passion for it and it's working and people get behind that, eventually that's going to catch on to just, like, a groundswell of, of, of companies coming together to realize there's there's... For them, money to be made, but also for people, there's like an entertainment factor in that that you're not going to get anywhere else. You can't get local content. It's even harder on the radio now. One of the reasons I got out is like there's no more local content. It's all simulcasted. It's all syndicated. So you're just getting people from Colorado on Westwood One on your radio station who are reading, acting like they're from your city, but not from your city. So stupid. So I mean, it's just the way corporations work. I mean, there's...
2: I get it. It's, it's, it's more trackable. It's easier to handle it's better on a spreadsheet. We get it. Yeah. There's value in that. There's also not value in that. Yeah. And I just hope we can find that not value area soon enough to where we can start developing like there's so much awesome talent even just in central Pennsylvania. Um yeah. surrounding counties, there's so many good artists and writers and poets and all the, but none of them have a voice. Right. At least not actively, you know, and at least not currently. So hopefully hopefully the more we do this kind of stuff You know, and like the Written Here series, I just wanted to touch back on that. I think the plan is that we will, whenever we feature somebody, which in August 5th from 4.30 to 7, BYOW, which is Bring Your Own Wine, is the next one at the Clay Cup. They will be open with the coffee and everything. Um, But Sarah and I are having a girl, Elmira Hope out of Huntington come in. Who She's like 18, and she writes like Dylan and like really cool. Like not your teen pop kind of. But like really heavy stuff for an eighteen-year-old, but she's like really young and cute and sweet-looking. It's really cool. So she's coming on on August fifth to play. We'll have a couple of guest artists like we do every time, and then the goal would be to have her do a podcast as well, right? Like, yeah, we'll pull from the Written Here series, and not that you can't do more than that, obviously, but like um, pull from the Written Here series so it's a kind of a, a package deal, right? Like play there, come do the podcast, make it more of a like a product. That we
0: can, right? Oh, yeah, man. I think that's fun. I love that because when it comes to this, when it comes to music and podcasting, I would love a a network that was podcast episodes and then music and then just like just blending it all just smash it all together into one thing because there's no reason why it shouldn't be all put together. Uh, But that's just that's the way I enjoy listening to it. Some people might want talking. Some people might want just music but
2: w- listen to a different podcast. Yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. And that's why I like variety. Some podcasts are straight talking, some are, you know, me goofing around, some are will be music, like just just throwing stuff at the wall and even if it doesn't stick, if I like it, I like it. Hey. That's the fun part. And when you talk about radio, right? When you talk about like why can't you do this or that? Like the person in charge may not like that. And they control that. So when you have your own thing, and this is why I love social media. This is why I, 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 my job is social media marketing, consulting, internet marketing. Uh, and number one, it's, it's because I'm just kind of, I sort of am adaptable to it. I understand it. Uh, but number two is that when you talk about nobody used to be able to find you, right? You, you couldn't find somebody unless they made it national or whatever. Now you just—if you can learn how to use social media, if you can learn yeah. how to build a following, then dude, you can do anything you want because nobody's controlling you anymore. There's a rapper, I've used this example a lot too because he—I I always forget who it is—but he has like 11 million followers on Instagram, right? He'll ride through a town and he'll—he'll he'll just send—he'll do a live video, say, "Hey, listen, ten thousand dollars, collect the money, I'll come to your house or whatever, I'll do a show," and in a span of. 20 three yeah 3 hours 20 minutes sometimes like people will be like oh yeah we got the, we got like, we got the money come do the show and he'll show up roll up do the show they'll they'll put it on Instagram live and I'm I'm thinking like man that never that didn't exist 5 years no, ago gosh. it's crazy I mean the world's crazy
2: I wish I had that much hype <laughs> that's a lot of hype you get
0: 11 million followers uh, it's going to happen you it, but yeah but, uh, you get a million you get a thousand even like that's still <clears throat> people look at that now as like a small number but still like that's impactful on a on a local level, you know. So yeah. there's, there's a lot there's a lot of potential. <laughs> if I put a
2: text out there, ten thousand, not come play at your house. <laughs> people be like, ah, no
0: thanks. Be go. ten ten bucks. Ten bucks, yeah. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> you can get one of these new sweet T
2: shirts I have. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm gonna do a little plug for Into the AM. Check out how baller the shirt is. This is a 11:30 uh, at night Facebook ad push to me, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, that is cool.
0: That spoke to you.
2: I mean, I'm impulsive, not usually when it comes to clothes, and I was like. I bought four different types of shirts, because look, look how cool that is. Double, double helix, helix. into
0: the uh, tree of life.
2: We had a conversation trying to figure out what the double helix was <laughs> called before <laughs> right. the podcast started.
0: <laughs> Just that we were well prepared. All right, man. So, uh, I'll tell you what. Plug yourself and how people can find you, and then do one more song, and we'll sign cool. off.
2: So, I'm Rue Moyer. You can find me on Facebook, mainly, Rue Moyer Music. A um, little bit on Bandcamp, a little bit on Instagram. Not really. I'm trying to, you know, trying to get hip like that, but... uh Find me leading some project that is bettering the community in the area. That's probably where you'll find me. And um, got some really cool things in the pipeline with the wood-fired pizza and a really cool national level stage for live music. More to come on that later. I don't want to give too much away just yet. Um, But yeah, I I perform all around Pennsylvania. I perform in Maryland, you know.
0: Anywhere. uh, Anywhere. Anywhere, USA. So, so take us away with a, with a little number here to finish it so off. So this song is um, called Take
2: a Ride With Me. I wrote this when I was in China, and I was coming back from another city, from another show, and I just had this.
3: Come on, baby, take a ride with me. In my head.
2: And it was pretty catchy. Cool. So I wrote it. I'm going to get up
0: and check Facebook Live while you're, while you're performing.
2: <laughs> it
3: stopped 18 minutes.
2: Let's
0: see ago. what people were saying or if it's even on. Yeah.
3: Come on, baby, take a ride with me. Just sit back, relax, ain't got nowhere to be While the sun's still shining. Let the whole world see This is what it's like to be free When once the work is done and the table full of bread, we could take a moment to breathe. Cause the mall list is long, next weeks even longer. The home wasn't building a week. There's a swimming pool outside, park around the corner. Miles and miles of coastline and the sea. Mm, that ain't enough, girl. Slide on over and just chill out in the passenger seat. And hey, come on, baby, take a ride with me. Sit back, relax, ain't got nowhere to be. While the sun's still shining, let the whole world see. This is what it's like to be free. Maybe let's walk on the beach. Maybe let's make love in the sand before the tide gets deep. Maybe let's take an even stare at the stars. Cause the work is only worth it. And the world is perfect. When you're lying in my own mm, Sunday morning comes and peace fills the land. Let's celebrate the love that we share. Life's a gift that's so damn rare. So come on, baby, and take a ride with me. Just sit back and relax, cause we ain't got nowhere to be. But the sun's still shining, let the whole world see. Yeah, this is what it's like. Riding in my car just you and me This is what it's like to be
0: And that's my man Rue Moyer. That was a cool episode. First of its kind for the podcast. So Rue, thank you very much for coming in here and showing us what you do. That's just something that I thought would be cool. And and Rue kind of collaborated with that on me. There's going to be more of those episodes to come like we talked about with the... Uh, with the the series they have coming to the Clay Cup, and, you know, one of the part of this, parts of this podcast is, yes, it's for anybody all over the world, but it's also for uh, Central Pennsylvania where I live, and there's lots of artists in our area, so uh, not only on this podcast talking about, you know, uh, highlighting people in our area, but also the music, the flavor of our area. And uh, the sound quality, I mean, we're only, we're only going to perfect that as we go on. It was This is like a test run, and Rue was cool enough to come in here and do a test run with me. So I thought that was super cool of him, and it was a really fun episode to do. So, Rue, thank you for being in here, my friend. Hey, by the way, if you want to support artists like musicians or uh, like me, a podcaster, or uh, somebody who does chainsaw carvings, or maybe somebody who whittles uh antique renaissance characters out of soap. I don't know what they do, you know, maybe it's somebody who toils in their garage for hours and hours to glue nuts and bolts together to create beautiful uh nuts and bolt afghans that you can lay on your couch with and cuddle up with. I don't know what your life is like, man, but if you do those sorts of things you're an artist and that's what Patreon's all about. So Patreon's wild because it gives you an opportunity to allow the people who love what you do to support what you do monetarily. That means money. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is cool. Patreon's amazing to me. And I, I've contributed to artists that I love. So you can go to Patreon.com to find anybody that you'd want. But uh, Patreon.com forward slash Rob Z Radio. If you go there, you can support the podcast. Donate a single dollar. Oh we're asking for is a dollar. Just a dollar to help me. On my way to maybe have a meal this week. Sorry, I got off course on that. But you can donate a dollar or as much money you would like to to me, to Patreon. And I I promise you, all the money that's donated goes right back into this podcast to make it better. Because I could always use more money to make this thing sound more awesome. So uh, the idea is, if you donate that dollar, I will give you a personal phone call. Hit you up. I'll say hello. We can talk about, chat about whatever you'd want. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Z Radio, helping starving artists like myself. Although I'm not starving, I'm pretty, I'm pretty full. I had a meal a little bit ago. I'm not too hungry right now, but I could become starving at some point in time. Don't let me die. Speaking of dying, there's a great Joe Rogan quote. Right, uh, somebody asked Joe Rogan, "What is the practical use of jujitsu?" And, and Joe said, "Well, if we were in a fight." I would kill you. So that's the practical use of jiu-jitsu, which is exactly why I started taking it, to kill people. I'm just kidding. I made that up. Do not take me seriously. I love jiu-jitsu because it's helped me uh, become more in touch with myself, more self-aware. Uh, and it, it breaks down the bubble barrier. Us Americans have an issue with our bubble. We don't like people invading our bubble. It, it freaks us out. So jiu-jitsu gets you real close and in tight, Personal contact with people. It's usually like man on man or woman on woman. Sometimes it's man on woman if that, that situation arises. But uh, Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona, where I take Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu from a purple belt, which is Alan Coble. Uh, he also teaches CrossFit. He's certified level one and two. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer. Uh, I, Alan's amazing. I love what he does, and that's why I support what he does. Find him on Facebook and Instagram at Leading Athletes, but the business is Sports Evolution, sportsevolution.net. And also, shout-out to the Clay Cup, Sarah Vogel, and the whole staff at the Clay Cup. Everybody she hires is so nice, kind, sweet, supportive. It's like a support group that gives you coffee, tea, and also lets you paint stuff and sculpt things and... Paint a mug and then fire it in a kiln and drink out of that mug. Pour the coffee in the mug at the clay cup that you made the mug at. It's like Inception for coffee. Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona, at The Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. So it's coffee, it's tea, it's creativity. Sarah Vogel runs it. Everybody who works there is super cool. She does an amazing job. So thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for being a part of the show today. You are a special being. You are a special human. And I greatly appreciate the way that you look every day. I don't know what you look like right now, but I assume that you're beautiful inside and out. I don't mean that in some cheesy, stupid, superficial kind of way. I mean that in a real kind of way. Thanks for being you. <laughs> and if you want to, you know, find more about me, RobZRadio.com, uh, robzradio on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter and Snapchat is RobZYo. I'm enough with this shameless self promotion. Let's finish this thing. Peace out, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening. See you. This is Rob Z Radio.